Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Harrison Agents. To buy, sell or rent in Tasmania, search Harrison Agents today. On 1629 SEN Hobart, Jack and Payne with Jack Revolt and Tim Payne. Welcome to another big hour of Jack and Payne with myself, Jack Revolt, and of course, uh, Australian cricket captain Tim Payne. Thanks to Harrison Agents, Tasmania's real estate specialist. Later this hour, Flash Lithgow will be back to join us for a preview of all this weekend's footy finals, including the Tasmanian Statewide League Grand Final, which you'll hear right here on SEN Hobart on Sunday. But now we're heading into AFL land. We're heading to the Melbourne Football Club, an old sparring partner and friend of mine, uh, Melbourne assistant coach Troy Chaplin. Chappie is joining us from Perth. How are you, Chappie? Good, Pop. How you going, mate? Mate, very good. Thank you for getting up nice and early on game day. We really do appreciate it, mate. The morning of a prelim final. Uh, well, first things first, mate. What's the feeling of the group over there in Perth? No, it's, it's pretty positive. I, we haven't been in this situation for a couple of years. And I think if we look back to 18, we're a pretty young team and we're riding a bit of a wave of momentum. And I think it's a little bit different this time around. We've, we've played some good footy and finished in the top of the ladder. So uh, there's, there's excitement, there's nerves, there's anxiety, all the things you expect to feel uh, leading into a prelim. And probably what's going to be the hardest game of their lives in terms of trying to give themselves an opportunity. And, you know all about it. You've been there and played in these games, and um, they're looking forward to it. There's been a couple of weeks between games, and we're looking forward to a really good game. Along are a good team, and, and we expect it to be a real solid hit out, a tough one right to the end. Now, Chappy, before we dig too deep into the prelim, um, you obviously went to the Richmond Footy Club back in 2012 with a very young Jack Rewald. Uh, we've yep. heard you refer to him there as the pup already. Uh, is there any, any stories or any first impressions that you want to share with us on, on Jack back in 2012 when you first met him? Yeah, look, oh, Pony, when I was at Port Adelaide, I used to think he was a clown. He used to carry on and used to, it was all about Jack and I was right. Look, he's a ripping fellow and oh, I love him. He's a real good mate of mine and um, we've shared, shared some pretty good memories. I, one story I'll never forget is we're at the Melbourne Cup one one year and uh, we're about to leave and just happened to run into the owners on the way out and Pup thought it'd be a great idea and asked, oh, can I get a photo with the uh, with the cup? And they're like, no worries. So here's Pup holding the Melbourne Cup outside, <laughs> waiting in the taxi line. I'm like, this is just ridiculous. But he's got he's got some front on him and he. he uh, he provides us with some great stories and memories. So he's a ripping talent, you know. That was, of course, the, the Prince of Penzance. Won it with Michelle Payne on board. Darren Weir trained. I actually sided up to Darren Weir. I said, mate, get it out. Let's go. I had to put the gloves on and everything. I had a photo with it. So, 
Uh, if you don't ask, you don't get. And of course, Chappie, I was <laughs> involved in one of your greatest moments. We've, we've had Jeremy Howe on the show, Tasmanian High Flyer. You took a, a big hanger at Bell Reeve Oval, uh, well, Blunston Arena now and me. Uh, uh, well, I reckon that might have been 2006. Was, was that correct? Was, was it on me? Yeah, it was on you. It was against North Melbourne. We, we weren't going too well, and uh, I got flipped forward to try and help us hit the scoreboard. That's when you know you're not going any good. <laughs> as an individual and as a team. Um, yeah, and I finally took one on you after all the years of you jumping on my shoulders <laughs> as, as a defender at Port. So uh, the most important thing was I went back and slotted the goal, but you can't find it. You have to dig deep to find that, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> I'm currently searching for it as we speak. Well, the modern day sport and, and Australian society at the moment, we see people spending time in quarantine. How's your group going in quarantine? I assume you're at the Joondalup Resort, which is obviously a fantastic resort over there in Perth. A lot of idle time for players to think about the game and think about everything. How, how have they been passing the time? Yeah, look, I think the hardest thing for them is that we've got a big fence up around the resort and there's this unbelievable golf course just sitting idle, idling by on the outside and they're, they're wanting to play so bad. But at the moment, um, they're just playing a lot of cards, a lot of board games. They've got a table tennis table here and a, a little basketball ring. So they're filling time. It's just um, what we've been able to do is we've been able to use uh, HBF Arena, which is just around the corner and Jungle Up, uh, which is home to the Perth Demons. And we've, we've been able to access it for a few hours a day and, and the boys have sort of got out of the resort, go down there, kick the footy, have a hit of golf down there. We've set up a couple of um, temporary holes and yeah, they're just finding, finding ways to, to entertain themselves. But um, now that we're, close, we're on game day, the last few days I've really started to hone in on what's at hand. Yeah, Chubby, you touched on before as well, back in 2018, you felt the group was a bit younger, obviously, um, less experienced. Can you, you touch on the improvement that's come since that from, you know, guys like Petraka, Brayshaw, Oliver, um, Salem, and, and what they've done or, or, or what you guys have done as a coaching group to, you know, apart from getting gains in them, to, to see them turn into the players that they are? Yeah, look, I think 18 was, we just, I think we ended up finishing eighth. Um, I think it was at the end of the year and played Geelong who'd finished fifth and we, we'd won a couple of games late and uh, being a younger group there was this real air of excitement returning to the finals and uh, yeah as I said we, we rode the wave of momentum for a little bit there we beat Hawthorne the following week and then came over to, to Perth over here and, and West Coast touched us right up and probably after the Hawthorne game we just when we on reflection we just looked really sore and our younger boys who we were relying on so much were just banged up and, and battered whereas this time around they're a bit more mature they're around the 100 game mark now when you start to uh, become a bit more of a consistent player and, and your team because we've got so many guys who are around that mark they've played a lot of footy together they understand one another and how each other work and I think just the maturity of the group they understand what it takes to play elite football at a, at a at a really high standard and, and that growth has, has really held us in good stead along with some really good leadership from, from Gorney. He's been super the past two years in really helping Goody drive the culture of the club. Uh, football, obviously, at, this, at the pointy end of the year, Chappie um, has great stories and has unlucky stories as well. And the unlucky story of this week, obviously, is, is Joel Smith, who's, uh, I think he might have hurt himself at training. Uh, but Ma- Michael Hibbard comes into the side. What, what are you looking that he'll add to, uh, to the Melbourne starting lineup? Yeah, look, it's disappointing for Joel. His last few rounds have been really good and he actually provides us with a little bit of flexibility in the way we use Lever and May. And um, It's disappointing for him, but every year there's a hard luck story and it's unfortunately for him for the time being. But um, Hibbo gets his opportunity. He only went out in round 22, so it wasn't 
wasn't that long ago. We just wanted to have a look at a different look behind the ball. Uh, he wasn't playing too badly, but uh, he, he's been really desperate to get back in and he gets rewarded. So for us, it's Hibbo just has to come in and execute his role. He doesn't have to go and try and win the game himself. That's one of our messages all year. We've got a role to play within our system and all we need you to do is be a trademark player. And if you are, it'll hold us in good stead. So he'll play in the likes of Rowan. Danger if he's forward, and we might even use him at times on a camera and a little bit taller opponent, just depending on how it's playing out. You, your captain, Maxi Gorn's had another huge year. He looks like the type of player that you, your type of captain that your players love playing for. He looks like he's really galvanised that group. Can you give our listeners a bit of an insight into his leadership style? Yeah, look, I think the, the thing with Gorny is we, we know what sort of player he is, but he's probably the last 12 to 18 months he started to grow into the captaincy. He's very raw and Still trying to feel it out. Probably lent on um, some guys that have been in that air, in that role before, in Nathan Jones, Vines, and just some help with Goody. But I think Maxie's biggest strength is his relationships with his fellow teammates. He he's a bit of a larrick and he loves having a laugh. He galvanises the group and he tries to organise things for the players to do together. And and when you've got that uh, respect as a player, but also that relationship with your fellow teammates, you can really drive standards and hold one another accountable with stronger um, conversations. So. I think that's been his biggest growth. And when you're the best player on the team, there's that pressure to perform week in, week out. And he just loves that. And he loves the... He's, he's competitive and he loves to thrive on that pressure. Um, he's going to have another challenge tonight. Reece Stanley probably got the better of him a couple of weeks ago in the first half. And we're going to rely on Maxi a lot to get the game on our terms tonight. Uh, a lot of Tasmanian listeners tuning in here, Chappie. Uh, they want to know, uh, talk about Ben Brown. He's obviously, in addition to the football club, uh, Tasmanian who applied his trade at the Glenorchy Football Club, had a little bit of an interesting start to um, his well, his career at Melbourne, being injured, um, and then all the contract debacle off, off the back of North Melbourne. How have you seen him fitting in, and what do you expect for a player like him tonight? What's a, what's a pass mark for a Ben Brown when he comes out in a prelim final? Oh, kicking eight goals would be nice. But that's going to <laughs> that's A-plus, I think. <laughs> but I think the, the thing with Brownie was he, he's obviously come off an um, injury-riddled year last year with North. We probably played him too early. He, he, he wasn't quite right. We played him for a few games, and he was just his body wasn't really strong enough. And to his credit, he, he was out of the team for seven or eight weeks and, and really worked hard on his strength and got back into the team. And... Ever since then, he's actually straightened us up a lot. He, he reads cues really quickly. He can reset and get in behind defences. And The thing with tonight's game, I think for, for Benny, if you can hit the scoreboard, it's great. But for us, it's just creating a contest down there. You know, as a key forward, if you can create a contest to bring your smalls in, that's as good as marking the ball. So that's all we expect from Brown. And if he hits the scoreboard, it's a bonus. I think for him, Tommy McDonald, Luke Jackson, it's all about competing in the air and giving ourselves an opportunity at ground level because it's, it's an area we think that... Uh, could be a real strength for us against the Geelong defensive unit. Yeah, no doubt our Tasmanian listeners will be keen to see Big Brownie do well. Can you talk us through, Chappie? Obviously, you had last week off, uh, potentially win tonight, have another week off. How do you how do you manage the lads? How do you keep them in check? It's obviously an exciting time of year, um, and, and every game you're playing is such a, a big game. How do you sort of keep the boys level and, um, I suppose, not looking too far ahead? Yeah, look, it's, it's a really good question because last week... Um, you can fall into the trap of this time of the year thinking, oh, we've got to just take it a little bit easier and make sure they get through training. But for us, it's making sure they still get a, a, a real good hit out. So last Friday, we had a little internal trial. It was only a half, and we did a lot of contact work just to make sure that the bodies were still hardened. Because when you miss a couple of weeks of footy, that 
that's the first thing that can go is your contest work and, and it's one of our strengths so we wanted to make sure that we continue that on and if we get through it's a it's a position no team's been in before where there's been a buy before the grand final so um, it'll probably be a similar sort of thing we, we do some form of contest work next Friday or even Saturday and, and build into the grand final but the reality is you've got to get there first and that's why tonight's game is obviously really important for us and we give ourselves every opportunity if we play the right way. One name, Troy, we haven't seen on the uh, on the on the team sheet for for a while now, and a champion of the football club is, is Nathan Jones. Three hundred games, and um, will be a hall of famer in the, at the Melbourne Football Club. Finds himself in a really interesting position at the moment because he's he's right on the cusp of being selected. Um, he's got his wife at home due with twins. How far away is he from from getting a game? Would it be one more injury and Nathan Jones is in, or is he a couple of injuries away, or or a, or a form slump, two selections away from getting a game? Yeah, that's probably right, right where it is, pup. Like he's probably one injury. He's probably that right now. He's he's be the twenty fourth man, so he's just outside of that sub role. And if there was an injury to a, a specific player or to a guy through the midfield, then he comes right into contention. I think that's that's the hardest thing for him right now. Is it? There's still that carrot there, but he's got such an important part of his life sitting at home right now um, with the impending birth of his of his twins. So it's, it's a bloody hard situation for him. And I think we'll, we'll wait to see what happens tonight to, to get a bit of a clearer picture, but it, it might result in him flying home just to be there with Jerry. Um, or if there's an injury, he's going to come into staying and, and hopefully playing in a grand final. So... It's a, it's a tough one for him, but to his credit, his attitude's been fantastic. He hasn't complained, he hasn't whinged. Um, every time good he's spoken to him around his position within the team at the moment, he's just got straight back onto, onto the, the task at hand, and, and that's getting around the guys in the team and, and helping them and educating through his experience. So it's a tough one for him, and, and one that we've got real empathy for because he's been a real stalwart of the club, and, and we want to give him every opportunity, that's for sure. Well, Chappie, we really do appreciate you joining us on the morning of a prelim and what is a big, big prelim. Uh, it'd be great if we were playing here at the MCG in front of 95,000 Melbourne supporters. They certainly deserve it. But unfortunately, over there in Perth, in front of what is a sellout crowd already against a side that's been in the finals for a lot of years now, probably only missed two since 2004, that is the Geelong Football Club. 57 years, the Premiership drought, Chappie. So, mate, we really do appreciate you jumping on board and thanks for joining us. No, no worries at all, boys, Anytime. And if you want to catch the Melbourne-Geelong game, it's live on the AFL Nation uh, on the SEN app. This is Jack and Paney on SEN Hobart. Up next, our man on the ground, David Flash Lithgow.